Blog Talk Radio. Now let's join Holly Steffi and Red Velvet Media as we explore the inspirational worlds of music, media, and more. Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio slash the Indie Cafe today because 
I have my co-host with me from the Indie Cafe that we have on um, once a month, um, Spencer Drake, who will be joining me as well as Peter, who will be talking about his new Nevada Sky CD and his newest release, debut album. And uh, I'm real, we're really excited about this because Peter is involved in quite a few things. He's been involved. He's partners in the Morrison Hotel Gallery um, in New York City, as well as other various locations around the United States. And um, this is his debut album, Nevada Sky. And uh, he, you know, has has been around so many amazing musicians, and I'm sure that he has lots of stories to share with us about um, who played on this CD, because there's a lot of really cool people that did help him with this, and um, I'm really excited that I have Spencer Drake with me as well today. Welcome to the show, Peter, and hello, Spencer. Hey, happy to be on, and so this is a great album, and one thing about me, really good friends with Peter, he's a wonderful guy, and I'm so happy he's on our show, a great album. Well, you are, Peter. Holly and Spencer, I'm very glad to be here, and uh, how are you guys on this beautiful day? I know. Well, you know what? It is a beautiful day, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> In more ways than one, it's a beautiful yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I have to tell you, Peter. Um, I know that um, you have a really very a, a really amazing background, and um, I when I was putting up your um, bio on this, and just so everybody can go. They can go to this one website I found. It's p e t e r b l a c h l e y dot v i r b dot com. That's really cool because that's got um, all the different people that played on it with you. Um, it also has um, a lot of uh, really cool things coming up about different songs that are coming out and yeah, descriptions lots of, nice, of the songs and pictures of downloads. Yeah, it's peterblatchley.com. Yeah, that that works. And um, Peter, you know, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit, um, because I know Spencer knows a a lot, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what your background is and um, what you get, because, you know, we know we've had the Morrison Hotel Gallery, both Spencer and I have, and I know Spencer's been there many, many times with Henry Diltz and Richard Horowitz, you know, iconic Spencer's a regular. He goes way back, too, Spence. I think I think you I, were there when we started in the I mean, that's right. 14 years ago. You guys are the best, man. i got to tell you out there, uh, anybody listening, quality is the one word about Morrison. And that, oh, yeah. I'm a big, big thing about that. And Peter and the crew have always picked the greatest photographers with the quality photographs, I must tell you. It's a place you must go to in New York. If you're in New York City on uh, Prince Street, 116 Prince, they have a gallery. And uh, everybody, if you're in New York, visit this gallery. Yeah, and, and you know, Nevada Sky, the album uh, that I'm releasing now, uh, really kind of has come full circle for me. Um, that's really where I started uh, in high school as a drummer in a rock and roll band in Santa Rosa, California, up in Northern California. Wow. Where wow. A, lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of, yeah, exactly, in Santa Rosa. As a matter <laughs> of fact, we used to play Battle of the Bands at the Vets Hall in, the, in oh Santa God. Rosa. And then, um, uh, you know, sometimes 
really cool bands would come through town and we were kind of like the best band in the town and so we got to open for the birds and the lees and the sir douglas quintet and you know some really amazing amazing groups back then who i was huge fans of so Mm -hmm. you know being a drummer though after a while i I realized I really liked music more than than just the percussive side of it, although I love that. And uh, I decided I wanted to learn to play guitar, so that's what I did, and and uh, that allowed me to start writing, which are which is really my big love in music is is being able to write music. Oh yeah, and you know, and you know what? What greater inspirations? I mean, first of all, for people that don't know, what's in the Morrison Hotel Gallery? Let's well, talk about art. the people who have yeah, been in there. Great photographs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a, iconic, iconic musicians. Right, iconic photographs. And, I mean, you've had even musicians that have gone into photography, like Graham Nash. I remember when oh, Graham yeah, was, we, Graham is I mean, amazing. He's one of the best. And also he, his technical ability for guy. printing. Yeah, yeah, the art, the art of yep. that. Uh, yep. You know, Graham does a, a special printing thing, also, right, Peter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, Nash Editions in Los Angeles. He does a lot of our printing and a lot of our photographers' printing. As a matter of fact, uh, we just did a big show with Stevie Nicks in New York yep. uh, recently, and she chose Graham's company to do all of her prints. Oh wow! Well. Yeah, they came out beautiful. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So. How did you know, Peter, how did you know that you really wanted to get into music? I mean, when you were younger, you talked about living in Santa Rosa and growing up around it. Were you into music when you were younger, and how did that take you? Yeah, I was, I was, as my mom used to tell me, I was pulling the pots mm-hmm. and pans out of the, out of the <laughs> cabinets in the kitchen and banging on them. And, and I would, always, I had a little set of bongo drums, and I would, you know, back when I was growing up in Daly City, which is south of San Francisco, when I was, a, mm-hmm. in, you know, in, in grammar school, going to Holy Angels, you know, all the nuns were raised, trying to raise me anyway, and, and um, I would have a set of bongo drums, and I would I would go down to the I would go down to the record store on Market Street in San Francisco. You could go in there and go in a listening booth. They give you a forty-five. You go in a listening booth. You wow. might remember this, Spence. You yeah. go in a listening booth. You put it you put it on the turntable. You listen to the song. And by the way, it was a great place to meet girls because there were always girls <laughs> around the booth. You know, oh, you like that song? Come on in, listen to this one. Right? And so I would take it. I would like it, and I'd say, okay, I want to buy it. And guess how much it was. 99 cents. Guess oh how much God. a single is today? 99 cents. It hasn't changed all those years. And so I would take it home, put it on my little 45, crank it up, get my bongo drums, and just just play the rhythm to the song. And I just I always knew I had that, you know. And 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 music was just a huge part of my life. Always has been. You know, I was very lucky to be a musician back in those days, playing all over Northern California and and elsewhere. And and then uh, I went in the army for a couple of years, and then when I got out of the army, um, I started playing even more uh, than I was before, and went on some tours and things, and then uh, decided one day that maybe I want to be on the other side of the desk in music, and so I ended up going to work for Capitol Records in Los Angeles. Hey, uh, Peter, I got to ask you a question. What musicians mm-hmm. did you look up to? Did you have any certain musicians you looked up to? Or oh, back in those days. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, in my early days, of course, the Beatles, who didn't, you know, the Beach Boys, uh, no. uh, you know, all the English, the British Invasion bands, all those all those groups I, I loved. I couldn't get enough of them. And then as I started to kind of get a little older, 
I discovered an album at, at my room when I was going to college, and my roommate had bought this album, and he left it in the living room, and I looked at it, and I said, what is this? And I put it on, and it changed my life. It was an album by a, a what guy. What was it? Name it? His name was John Stewart. It's called California Bloodlines. Wow. And John oh, was wow. a member of the Kingston Trio, going, going, you know, one of the, uh, not original members, but he replaced Dave Gard in the Kingston Trio when Dave left. Wow. And John was a, put out his own album in 69 called California Bloodlines, and that album just blew me away. I said, this wow. is it. I want to do this. And it was so weird because I looked at the back, and I would read all the, all the liner notes on the album, all the credits, Ooh. all the people that were involved. And it turned out, and I look at Goy, and there's a photographer there. That's a lucky guy. His name is Henry Diltz. And he took the <laughs> oh photos my God. on the album cover, not knowing that someday, ten years later, the guy I would meet him. Your album cover. And he, yeah, right. He'd be photographing my album cover. Oh, that <laughs> exactly. is funny. Yeah. That is so really that, funny. That's a great cir- circle in your life, you might call it. You know. It is. Oh, I've got a lot of circles in my life. It's amazing how things come around. You know, all the time. And well, which, you know, it's. It's you know what, what I write I about in, in the didn't... album, in you know yeah, the, the song that I write that that I've mm-hmm. I've written, uh, which is uh, which is called uh, Angelina. It's about that. It's about meeting somebody, you know, years right. later, and being able to meet that person and fall in love again. You know, I know a lot of friends, a lot of a lot of people. Matter of fact, you know Frank Stefanko. Yeah. Uh, Spence, he he shot uh, Darkness at the Edge of Town, Bruce Springsteen's album cover. Mm-hmm. Well, you know Great what? Guy. Frank's designed, a sweetheart. He designed his book, the uh, Springsteen right. book. That right, exactly. Out. I love it. Right. Anyway, He's Carol, his lovely wife, was his high Carol's school sweetheart. Carol's great. Yeah, and they met each She's other amazing. years later. And really? So that Yeah. And so that's, that's a kind great of, story. I love that. Yeah, that's what I was writing the song about, you know, about oh, those that's so cool. cool. Wow. Yeah. Hey, hey, I want to ask you, have you been looking at his um, scenic photography? Because, you know, Frank's a really good friend of mine, too, and I've had him Gorgeous. on my show a lot. He's yeah. now getting into landscape stuff. I love Yeah, he's been doing and, it for quite a while. It's beautiful. Yeah, and the thing is, people don't know him for that. And he says, you know what, Holly, I just really want to start taking more photographs of where I go because yeah. oh, I yeah. travel. And, mm-hmm. you know, here it is. I'm going to go take pictures of a band, yeah. but I want to take pictures well, let's, of um, a let's dune put a plug or out to him, Holly. a go tree to or something. Yeah, go friend Frank Stefanko on Facebook. There's a plug for yeah. him. You can see he puts yeah. up his uh, his stuff all the time, his, his uh, landscape photos. You know, well, the, other photographer, cool. the other photographer i got to mention, Peter, that I'm really into is Danny Clinch. Oh, yeah, Danny's Danny amazing. And his book, amazing. I have his book. It's outrageous. Yeah, it's Danny, good. Oh, this we book is real. The design, the whole thing. Yeah, I know. The, you know I sometimes know. the design. That book is outrageous. And yeah. he's a part of killer. Morrison. And he did that show with Frank. That's why I'm bringing this up. Yep. He did that duo show with Frank. I think they were on right. tour, right, Peter? And that show is outrageous. I Actually, that's, I, I came up with that show. It's, I remember I called them. Uh, really? There's, wow. there's a whole other story to that as well. But, um yeah, I called those two guys and said, "Man, if if we could get the two of you together, oh, because Frank, you represent Bruce, you know, the early years, the peak yeah. years, and and wow. and Danny, you represent him now, so we could really, uh, uh, you know, go full circle with that as well, which was it was a great show, really came out good. That that was unreal, and he prints on this metal. What was that metal surface that Danny did this piece on a metal? Yeah, metal. the metallic. It's crown. It's a metal, uh, metal. Uh, uh, it's actually like an aluminum metal surface mm-hmm. that they actually print onto. It's beautiful. Yeah, the Neil That's Young really photo cool. that he did is really cool that way. You know what I wanted to say was for you. You said you were listening to the Beatles a lot when you were yeah. younger. Now, for now that you're 
recording and doing your own music, but going back into the gallery but, um, thing again, and then I want to go back to the music. But for you now, being in the gallery and seeing Julian Lennon's coming in and his photography, that must have been surreal for you because here it was, you were listening to all these people when you were younger and all of a sudden you're, Yoko's there and, um, you know, people from, you know, Ringo Starr and Nancy right. Lee Andrews and all these people right. mm-hmm. coming well, in and the out. Big, the big thrill for me was being able to do that show with Julian at our yeah. gallery back when we had it. And, and, and actually nobody knew this would happen, but the night of the show, um, mm-hmm. Julian's mom, Cynthia Lennon, was there. And yeah, you know, right there and Sean was there, and of course you know um, uh, the whole family May. and and May yeah. Pang was there and Patty mm-hmm. Boyd was there. It was like a Beatles reunion, and it was a Sunday morning was filming the whole thing. So for me, it was like wow, is, is, is this is like you know a once in a lifetime did it trip thing you out? Get a Lennon <laughs> reunion, you know, the only time it, it happened. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing for me, the thing for me, I was at that opening, Peter, and it was electric that night. All I know is that night was so electric, and what? And I took a shot of, you know, I took a shot of Yoko. I think it was Timothy, and they were in the line, and uh, Sean, and um, I I took this incredible photograph. I got to tell you, and I sent it over to Sean. He couldn't thank me enough. Oh, that's great! Of the family together, and Mm -hmm. and what made that weekend, which I've told people also, is that. It wasn't. It was not only the show, but that whole weekend with the CBS interview. It was like Julian's life came out yeah. um, in this show. It was almost like yeah. that. That the, the, the I can't even get into this whole thing. It was too electric, but yeah. it was like Julian's life came out right, and he, yeah, he exposed a lot of his uh, facts about how he related yep. to the family that people yep. didn't know, right? Uh, and yeah. and I had and the big thing for me is Judith and I gave him a forty five book and he and he he waved to us says I got it you know it's like I, it was it was an incredible night it was just, mm-hmm. and the people mm-hmm. there I mean everybody Jimmy Fallon was there yeah it was uh, there was there yeah. was so many people there Sid was Bernstein like, was there that night who brought the oh really to America yeah and then Ed Sullivan I mean brought him to America for their first shows and that's right Sid uh, Bernstein yeah, sure he was I there it was like it was a very historic night it, it was different. Then what I would say, I've been to so many openings that you've had and other people. Yeah, I think Albert Mazels was there as well, one of the Mazel brothers who shot oh, really? early documentaries on the Beatles. Yeah, he was there. There were some incredible people in that place that night. And as I say, it was it was just one of those New York you know events that, York that happened from time to time, <laughs> and you just go, wow, you know, the universe aligned. Well, you know, the other thing is Judith and I designed a book for Timothy White, a motorcycle book, Indian Larry. Uh, we, you know, we designed that book with him, mm-hmm. and he was the he had something to do, right, putting these photographs together. I think. Well, uh, he he knew Julian. I mean, they were he had done a, 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 a session with Julian Lennon some years before, and so they knew uh, each other. As a matter of fact, I will tell you that I was over in London, and 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 Timothy asked me if I knew how to get a hold of Julian. And wow. I said, well, let me ask Patty. And I was with Patty Boyd at the time, and I asked Patty oh, about, you know, do you know how to get a hold of Julian? And she says, oh, Roy, this is his, his number. His, his email is right here. <laughs> and so um, I gave it to Timothy, and that's how they got back in touch. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. Great story. Great story. You know, getting back to you, getting back to the CD, Nevada yeah. Sky, I want to ask you um, to discuss 
or to let our listeners know all the amazing musicians because some of them we've had on like Willie Nile and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about really let's talk fun. about those sessions. Let's talk yeah, about the, sessions the were making great. of Nevada Sky. Yeah, I did it, and 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 I wanted it to be an album of vinyl as well. So uh, mm-hmm. I I I put it out I put it out in vinyl and in CD. But when I first got together with Felix McTeague, who is the producer, worked with me on this on this album. Um, I had some friends that I wanted to have on the album that I had known before. Matter of fact, Henry and I did their first album cover. We worked on it together, and uh, the band was called Olabel. And Olabel was signed to uh, Sony Music some few uh, some years ago, and uh, these people were extremely talented. Uh, Fiona McBain, who was one of the vocalists. Uh, on that album, I knew I wanted her to do all my background vocals, and I also knew that I wanted uh, Byron Isaacs, who was a bass player, to do all my bass guitar work because I just loved his style. Wow. And and they and I didn't really know who else beyond that, you know, would be available. And of course, Tony Leone on drums, who was in Ola Bell. So I had the three three members of that band already who had said they would they would do the album with me. So I knew I was starting off with a with a pretty good rhythm section with with, with uh, uh, Byron and Tony and a great vocalist with Fiona. And then Fiona introduced me to, at the time, uh, and so did Byron, recommended um, this amazing guitar player uh, by the name of Chris Masterson. And uh, Chris was at that time starting to do to tour with uh, Steve Earle. And oh, well. uh, I had heard Chris's stuff before, and so uh, Chris agreed to do it. I sent him my, my demo tapes, and he agreed to do it as well. And so now I had a pretty good lineup of, of of a band, and so we went in the studio uh, about two years ago, and um, we recorded uh, I think four four different tracks, and uh, it was kind of a start. You know, I really did it in two stages. In that first stage, mm-hmm. uh, I ended up doing. Um, uh, 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 let's see. I, I did. I call your name, which is by the way the only song on the album I didn't write. That's a Willie Deville tune. Uh, and then we also did uh, like music like fire, I was dreaming, and Nevada Sky. So we did those songs at that time with that with that lineup, and I was really happy with how it all came out. And then about I guess about a year later, I I said, look, I need another uh, six songs to to complete this album. So um, Byron was already booked as a bass player, so I was able to get uh, Jeff Hill, who is uh, Rufus Wainwright's uh, bass player. And oh, he was awesome. available, and Jeff agreed right. to, uh, uh, to 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 work with me. And then uh, I got, uh, uh, which was really a coup, man. I and, and and he still plays with me live. I'm playing, matter of fact, I'm playing this Sunday at the Bluebird oh, yeah. Cafe. Bluebird, you're at the Bluebird. In Nashville, in Nashville that's right. Sunday, we talked about that. With, I'm excited um, about that. Oh, I'm very excited with David. I Mansfield. know you are. Yeah, yeah, and David's going to play with me down there. And David is on my on the rest of the songs on my album. Guy oh, wow. is unbelievable, man. He plays he plays mandolin on Soho Sunday Morning, which is really fabulous. And then he plays, yeah, you know, slide guitar, lead guitar. The guy can play anything with a string. He's really That's phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we have and a call so, in. Let's bring him in, but let's finish talking about the album. But hold on, let me unmute okay. them and see who it is, and then we can continue because right. I want to hear about this making of yeah. the CD. Three three two three, you're on the air. Who's this? Yes. Three two three, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh, hi. This is uh, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. How are you? Welcome to the hi, show. Hi, Aaron. Oh, Aaron. I, I was just 
I was just going to listen in. I, I oh, okay. Erin, let me, let me. No, it's cool. Let me mute you real quick. Just so everybody knows, Erin's a really good friend. She's really cool, Peter and Spence. She um, is a um, personal trainer for the military and for herself and does a lot of doing a lot of reality TV shows right now. And she's a very good friend, very nice woman. She's been on my show about empowering women a few times. And, Erin, um, I'll just mute you, honey, so you can listen to the show, okay? Oh, that's fine. I have, I have almost laryngitis, so that's why I didn't want to talk. <laughs> oh, no, 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 that's okay. I'll put you on hold, and I'm so glad you called in. I'm glad you're okay. I'll call you after the show. Oh, that's okay? great. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All hold right. on, sweetie. Hold on. Okay. There you go. Sorry about that, Peter. That's okay. I just thought so, maybe that maybe somebody that you played with, but right. c- carry on. I want to hear about the people you yeah, played with so and about anyway, everything. We, yeah. So after I got so the, the the second lineup that I got on the album was, um, of course, uh, having uh, David Mansfield on guitar, and then yeah. uh, I, Fiona came back and she did my vocals, which I really wanted her. She's always been my first choice. Tony Leone came back on drums, and then as we were wrapping it up and doing the final songs. Um, I was able to. Uh, I talked to my friend Rich Pagano, and you know him, Spence. Rich Pagano, yeah, yeah, very drummers good. in the world. Love him. Plays love him. Foe and and a lot of other really really amazing bands. Right. And he, I needed an organ player. I wanted a, a, like a Hammond B3 player, and so he introduced me to Jeff Kazee. And Jeff Kazee um, came in one night to do his sessions and just knocked it out of the park with his organ and, and keyboard wow. on two of my songs. He's he's on uh, Love is Eternal, and then he's on um, on uh, uh, Salvation Songs. And uh, I just love his style. He really, he really made it happen. And then uh, my really good friend, the guy that I've known for a while, I used him in some of my shows uh, when, I, when I brought bands into the Bowery, uh, of course, is Willie Nile. And Willie... When I said, "Hey, you know, why don't you drop by and 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 sing something for me?" and and, and Willie came by and put a, a hellacious vocal on uh, "Love Is Eternal." I mean, that's him just screaming it out like only Willie can do in the, in the middle of that song. So I was really really pleased to to get him, and he's just been such a good good friend and supporter. He is. He's a wonderful guy. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so, so do you that, have any then, yeah. stories to tell when you made the when you made the album? Any memories? Anything you want to share with us about any certain moments that stay in your head about making? Well, I remember that Fiona trip? had a really terrible cold the first time mm-hmm. around when she sang, and she was such a trooper. You don't even notice it on the album, but but you know every time I hear some of the songs, I go, "Oh, poor Fiona! She was like you know, oh, fling wow. and everything." But she but she did it, and the second time that she came over. Um, it happened to be Mother's Day, and of course she and Tony have a have a cute little boy, and um, they, you know, she came over on Mother's Day, and I knew she was coming in to do the to do the recordings with me, and I felt so honored that she would do that that I stopped before I got to the studio and I bought this huge bouquet of flowers, and so I, in, I said, Fiona, I know what you're going through, and I know this is a special day, and you've come in to do my my album today, so. You know, I hope this is some small token of my appreciation and gave her the flowers. Oh, that was nice. Which, actually, she really, really liked, and, of course, she did an amazing uh, vocal performance that day. Oh, that's so awesome. You know, I mean, I know this was, like, a really big thing to you, too, because you also, in the liner notes, I read, um, and as I said to you before we came on the air, I feel like this album 
um, is basically your musical diary. Um, yeah. I know that you were really excited about hooking back up with your son. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, so, he's performing with me at the Bluebird this Sunday. Oh my God, that's we great! Were, yeah, we were reu- reunited. He was adopted uh, when he was little, and we were reunited yeah. about uh, eight years ago now. And how did and, that uh, feel? Oh, it was amazing. I it bet was, it was incredible, and and to find out that he has a musical talent as well, you know, and, and wow. for him to find out that his dad, you know, that 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 was pretty much how we started off our relationship was. The fact that we had these this commonality in music, and so you know we're just good buddies. I mean, we just have a great time together. And he's he's since I've been reunited, I've gotten two grandchildren and and uh, oh, wonderful great, wife. Peter. Yeah, so it's just really worked out great. And as I as I tell everybody on the, on the concerts, I said, "This is my son. He's from Humboldt County. He's the only guy up there that doesn't grow weed." Oh <laughs> my God! Tell <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it. When they talk about it being harvest time in Sonoma, you know what what it's like. Oh yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, you can smell it everywhere. But you know, I mean, um, but you know, they also have some beautiful grapes and vineyards here too. I mean, oh, it's like tell me. it's like sure. beautiful. Do you do you miss this area? You're I do. Relocated. I miss Sonoma. I love Sonoma County. It's the most beautiful place mm-hmm. on earth. I have to say that because I've lived I lived on I've lived all over the world, and I got to say, mm-hmm. Sonoma County is. You know, I'm I'm not ha- I'm not crazy about the growth, and I think there's too many vineyards there now because yeah, I know. Remember when it was apple trees and prunes, yep. and plums, and you know, it was it was a combination of a lot of things, including wine, but it wasn't dominated by wine. Now it's a little mm-hmm. bit too dominated for me, but yeah, it's, it's still very, the most beautiful place. It's in commercialized. The world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. a little commercialized. And the thing is, um, you know, Old Town Sonoma, which is where I'm yeah. near, um, yeah. they're trying to keep it Old Town and trying to Good. keep it very, very, um, there's still a lot of um, historical buildings and a lot of things like that here. So they're yeah. trying to keep it very historically um, done. But, you know, when we had that earthquake um, a while back, it pretty much destroyed a lot of places That's in Napa right. yeah. and a lot yeah. of places here, and there was a lot of really good wine left. Um, I mean, lost, um, yeah. you know, in all the restaurants and in the vineyards and stuff. And a lot of people were saying that it was going to be a really hard year, but we survived. I mean, you know, people yeah. are doing things, and you know, I don't know if you come up for vintage festival or do any of that mm-hmm. stuff, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I know you were just recently up here. You were talking about me or some of my favorite I places. Was. I was, and 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 uh, I had to, I went to a every Christmas just before Christmas. All my high school buddies who went to Santa Rosa High, we get together yeah. and and have a uh, have a lunch and more drinking than eating, though I think uh, mm-hmm. the way it usually works. But we have a great time, and and I always I go right through Sonoma, so I always stop and I had a cup of coffee at the Sonoma Bakery right there in the town square. The bath. Walked over to the cheese factory, mm-hmm. and uh, got some cheese and. Yeah, I, I love Sonoma. It's a very, very wonderful. The Cheese Factory has town. the best gelato in town. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. The best gelato besides Sonoma Market. Yeah. They make they yeah. make it. They make it there. And the and, and Spencer, you should see it. This the Sonoma Cheese Factory. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Peter can tell you. You walk in yeah. there and it's like they have every kind of cheese you could think of. Um gourmet cheeses. Right. And wow. uh 
Yeah. Um, they used had, to make he, it right there. The Monterey, it was Monterey yeah. Jack is what they were known for, and they would make it yep. in these big tubs, you know, right there. You could watch them make mm-hmm. it. But I guess now they, they farm it out somewhere else, but uh, it's still a great place. They do barbecue, you, too, now. Oh, did you see that? They do I barbecue on the side. Oh, yeah, you were here. It was raining that morning. Like early morning, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning, it was raining, which yeah, actually well, added because – People don't understand in 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 in, in Northern California, it's somewhat mm-hmm. semi-tropical, and I say that because it doesn't freeze like most places. And mm-hmm. so, what you get is things are still growing; the ground is still active and bearing, you know, all kinds of uh, biology. And when it rains, there's a smell that comes off the oak trees and comes off the, mm-hmm. the ground and, and everything. It it's is earthy. Just Wonderful, yeah. It's it's, it's earthy. one of the great Northern California uh, things I like. Very you, very earthy. Peter, I could ask you a question. Are you going to be playing live in New York or around? You know, saying. Uh, yeah, well, I, I yeah, I I um I I I will. I'm I'm doing the Bluebird as sort of my album launch down there. And right. in Nashville, because it's, uh, it's a lot of folks down there that I work with. Um, yeah, eventually I do want to come up to New York, and I want to put the whole band together if I play in New York. All the people that oh, are great, I awesome. yeah, I want to I want to do that. So it just takes a bit of arranging to get them all together, and right. and I'm really kind of working on this album release right now to get, you know, to get it to all the various folks like you guys and other people to sort of get the word out that right. that, sure. it's, that it's there. Yeah. Wow, that's great. So I was going to ask you what you're currently working on. So you're going to be playing at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Then um, uh, probably going to do some more things uh, in in California. Uh, I'm looking to do some some regional stuff in California. I think I've got something coming up in uh, in actually in Humboldt County uh, up there at a, at a club, and then. Uh, I may go down to San Diego, Los Angeles, and um, you know, uh, around so you're that area. do the California swing. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to do that. Where are some I, of the places you're going to play? You think? Where are some of the well, venues? I have I have played at um, uh, um, in San Diego. I'm trying to think of the place. Uh, it's on the my Belly list. Up. Uh, what's the Belly Up? No, it was um, oh, uh, begins with an L. Lestats. Oh, Lestats is cool. Yeah, that's where I played in in, in San yeah. Diego. And then there was a club on La Brea in L.A. that I played at. And then I played at the Utah Hotel and Saloon in San Francisco. Uh, oh, nice. Both these states I play with Henry, too. Henry is usually with me playing banjo. This I oh, really? This oh, I yeah. got to see Henry. I haven't seen oh, him yeah. play. It's great. Henry's a I've... really good banjo player. Wow. And he's got a good voice, too, because, you know, he was in the Modern Folk Quartet, and he was produced by Phil Spector. Uh, their wow! First, their wow! First record, and uh, Henry's a very accomplished musician, which is why he was so successful as a photographer. Because all those people back then knew him as a musician, so they trusted him. That mm. oh, you're one of us. You want to take some photos? Go ahead. Sure. You know? Yeah. Wow. And so yeah, when Henry plays with me, it's great because we do a couple of John Stewart songs. Because he, you know, he he knew John. He actually toured with John. So. Oh wow! Yeah, we can do some uh, some John Stewart songs, which we love to do. So on your CD, um, the design is really cool, and the cut and the liner notes are really cool, and I like the stories you tell. And when you're are you looking at the album stories? Yes. Holly, is that from the album, the actual um, the vinyl? I have no. The liner notes you have. I don't have the vinyl. I have the uh, CD. Okay, I sent you. I have the vinyl though. It's really that big picture of the Henry shot of the truck. 
on the front highway. Yeah. I love that shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that's shot. an interesting. That's an interesting photograph. I need a vinyl yeah. record. I'm sending you one. You I'm better. Now, I need let me a tell you. Record. Let me tell you about yeah. that front photograph. And, and yeah, I'm we'll hear about that. This yeah. is a, this is a secret. I don't want any, I don't want anybody else to know this. So, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's really bad because this is, there's so this many people listening. This is just between us, okay? Uh, I wouldn't want anybody else to know this, but that that front photograph of the truck, that's not Nevada. Okay. I know it's I'll not Nevada. You. I can tell. Right. Where do you think it is? Um, let me guess. <laughs> I think I told you before. <laughs> no, you Do didn't I, tell me. It, you did it's not the great tell state me. Of, it's Wyoming. Wow. I and the reason yep. it's Wyoming is because Henry the and I Rolling went up to, yep. when I was at Capitol Records, uh, uh-huh. I, I was in their video division very early on. And they, they sent me up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and we were going to film the Cheyenne Frontier Days Rodeo with a BBC camera crew. And I needed a still <laughs> photographer, and I brought Henry with me. Oh, and we shot. had a scene with a pickup truck that we had hired from a guy, and we were doing a helicopter scene of this truck going down the highway. And that's the truck that we used, and Henry was there with me for two weeks, which that's is great. the first time Henry and I spent a, spent a considerable amount of time together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, those trucks are cool. I have a truck like that in L.A. that's green and black. They are. You have amazing. a truck like that? Yep. And let me you tell you. You have it? When you get, yep. And it's all recon- it reconditioned. Me? Nope. Do you sell it? Huh? <laughs> nope. <laughs> let hey, me folks, give you, let me t- let me give you a little hint. <laughs> let me give you a hint on how to find one. My, okay. uh, I... my old partner and I in L.A., we would drive, um, we would go on a lot of trips and we would right. go through the Midwest. Mm-hmm. You're driving, oh, yeah. as you very well know, when sure. you're in Wyoming. You go through farm country, oh, yeah. you see a lot of abandoned trucks in farm oh, fields at farms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go, you talk to the farmer, they want mm-hmm. to get it off their property. Take it, have it rebuilt, fixed, reconditioned, and you got sure. a amazing, yeah. amazing, yep. amazing yep. piece of property. That's the trick. A lot yeah. of people, they go and they spend all... Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a brand, the truck after it's been done. But the whole really beauty in all of it is really getting one yourself, finding it, curating it, getting it out of the fields and telling. I mean, there's a whole story that goes along with it. Like you have this whole like little thing, you know, and you get it all done and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you you fix up an old truck like that, you get to really love it, man. It's just right. the, the best. Yeah. I love those. I mean, how many today nobody kids don't know how to you know, put a hood up and and go into an engine and <laughs> and to, to to change the points, you know, on the carburetor mm-hmm. or or tune it up or change the oil. You can't do that anymore. I mean, that's something that I really loved when I was young is to be able to work on cars, you know, and Fix them up and everything. Can't do that anymore with a new. See, so you like that stuff. You're you're an Amer- you're a you're a true American. You like uh, you like that. Yeah, I am. Culture. I'm I am very much. That's why I live out here in Nevada. You know, I mean, I'm 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 near the Sierras and the mountains and stuff. That's really who I am. Even though I lived in a Spence nose, you know, I was Mister New York for 14 years, building the gallery and doing the shows and all that stuff. And people are kind of shocked when they realize that, you know, I'm not from there you know i'm just kind of yeah you know, I'm, I'm really a country boy but how often um, are you in new york now well i'm actually going to go back again in a couple months um this is the longest i've been away 
from New York. But you know, my as you guys know, my my manager Aaron does an amazing job back there. So, Aaron is, you know, he, I don't he's have like to, my brother. Aaron is, Aaron a, is such a he's such a person. sweetheart. Yeah, yes. yeah, he I is. love Aaron. Really. He's and really we good. Very, we have a very close relationship. I got to tell you, Peter, he's a wonderful guy, and he yep. he knows his business. I love yep, him. He's he does. a very quality he's guy. Really right? good at it. Yeah, he's really good at what he does, and uh, but in a friendly way. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we just opened up a new gallery at the W Hotel in Hollywood. I know, and and yeah. my friend's in there. My friend did a couple shows. I think you told I talked to you about it, Al Satterwhite. Oh did sure, Al's shows. great. Yeah, I love Al. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did some shows there, and I know that he and Valerie attended quite a few openings. They, I was like, oh, you're going to come to L.A. We're going to the new <clears throat> Morrison Hotel Gallery. Um, you got to come. got to come. That's the one at the Sunset Marquee. We're at the Sunset Marquee yeah. Hotel in West Hollywood, and we're at Hollywood and Vine in the new W Hotel, which is right mm-hmm. across the street from my old employer, Capitol Records, where I worked in that That's amazing. See, there we go again. You know, I wanted to tell you, you know, um, another really great venue that you should look at, and I don't know if you know this or not, and you probably do, but you know, um, the City Winery opened up in Napa. Oh, it did? Yeah, it's open, and they're opening one up in Nashville now, too. Oh, I knew there was one in Nashville, yeah. Shlomo Lippitz, yeah, Shlomo, and um, we had them on our show a couple times, and the one in Napa is just kicking ass. I bet it is, yeah, sure. It is. The same one that's in in New York, then, the same city winery. Exactly. Same city winery, same owner, and they they have one in... They spread out there in Chicago, I think, right? Yeah, Nashville now, too. Nashville, right? Oh, yeah, they're doing well. They're a great brand. They're doing really well. If you want to play in Napa, um, I can get I, you know I, I do you know get in touch with me and I'll I'll get you uh, in touch with the person that books over there. Okay. Um, because I know Shlomo is in there a lot, but he also has somebody else doing it too. Mm. It's a friend of mine, and I know that cool. she wanted to have Hart play there when they had the Beer Cone Winery Festival, you know, um, up oh, here. Okay. They had the yeah. Harvest Festival, mm-hmm. so we were get we got Hart to play their. Uh, after party Anna, Anna and Nancy. Winery. Anna and yep. Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Was a, we we had that album on Capitol, that big one, man, with Never and all those great songs. It was uh, mm-hmm. that was oh, Capitol yeah. uh, release. Yeah. So tell great. me about your years at Capitol. What was that like for you? Oh man, that was my um, coming out. I think that was when I could really. Speak start to spread my wings and and it was a great opportunity even though I, I started in the mailroom i remember i remember i was living in west hollywood and i was a carpenter at the time i was working uh, my first job in hollywood and in, in, in hollywood was b- b- uh, doing carpentry on our porno set so we had to build all these props and everything on this set. and we'd have to stop right working and 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 they they'd do a scene. Of course, we weren't in the place they were doing the scene, but you could hear it, you know. And it was it was oh hilarious, God. you know. Hey, stop that skill saw for a minute, you know. And then you hear this woman <laughs> going throws of ecstasy. Then we okay, start the skill saw again. And oh. and so uh, I wanted to work in the record business. And so one day I called the in the phone book and I got the capital and I said, Hey, are you hiring? And they said, What do you do? And I had. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that question. I really wasn't. What do you do? And I went, I just made it up. It came into my head. I said, shipping. And they said, <laughs> we happen to have a job in the mailroom. So down the oh, next wow. I got hired. That's really funny. And I started in the mailroom at, at, at Capitol Records. And then 
I mean, I was only there for a couple of weeks, and they transferred me out to this old warehouse in Glendale where I had to ship all the merchandising stuff all over the country for all the cabinets. At the time, we had Steve Miller's Book of Dreams, Bob Seger's Night Moves. Uh, we had the Beatles' Hollywood Bowl. We had, um, you know, tons of great, a lot of great music. And I had all the merchandising stuff, all the posters, mobiles. In those days, they wow. record companies really took care of the artist. Right. And so I did. I guess I did a pretty good job over there because within about seven months they promoted me back into the Capitol Tower. So I walked back in the tower. All the guys in the mailroom goes, "Hey, what are you guys? What are you doing back here?" I said, "Going up <laughs> to the office on the ninth floor, fellas." You know, <laughs> I went up the ninth floor. I had a turntable, a record player, speakers in my oh, office, great. and we were doing all the. We were with the art department, the press department, and marketing. Oh, how amazing! And great. I was 27 years old at the time, and I felt like, "Wow, this is just so great." And I was working, you know, doing fine, and but I really wasn't going as quickly as I wanted to go. I wasn't being promoted as fast. I wanted to get an A&R, you know, and all the, all the fun stuff. Yeah. And so uh, I, I wasn't able to be, I wasn't getting promoted. So I said, you know what? I made a really, really smart decision. I quit. So I gave my <laughs> notice at Capitol Records, right, a job anybody would die for. I gave my notice uh-huh. that I'm leaving. And the day before I was to leave, this guy came in from EMI who owned us, this parent company from England. He says, he says, right, Peter. He says, I hear you're pretty good. He says, I'm putting together this big worldwide conference of all the EMI managing directors and the executives, and we're doing showcases with all the artists, and I want you to help me do that freelance. I said, great. So I, I left the company. I came back in as a freelance guy helping him do all these this, this big convention and conference, and it went so well that he said to me, when it was over, he said, look, he says, I've been brought in here to start the new video division. This is 1980. And he said, I think you're very good. I want you to come back to work for the company as the head of production and marketing for the video wow. division. So wow. I said, great. So I'm coming back in again. Everybody says, hey, <laughs> you're back. Where are you going now? Up to the 12th floor, you know, <laughs> to my new office. So I go up there, and now I've got the, I've got the perfect office because I'm facing – uh, I'm facing north. I'm high enough where you can see the Hollywood sign right out my office window in the Capitol Records building. Of course, we had a joke in those days. Don't ever let them promise you a corner office. You know, you probably. Oh get. no! Totally. Totally. So I'm back in video. The first thing I'm doing is send me to New York to to meet this guy named George Thorogood, and uh, the director was Mark Robinson, and we do George Thorogood's Bad to the Bone video in Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm in it. As a matter of fact, I'm one of wow. the players. We have Willie Moscone as the pool player in it, and we have Bo Diddley and George Thorogood, and it's wow. my first video, and I'm just going, wow, this is great. They said, and then right after that, I've got to go into New York and do the Stray Cats Rock This Town video. Oh, that's great. Wow. So I worked on both those back-to-back and then went back to L.A. and then started doing a lot of the long-form and television. Of course, we had the Duran Duran videos in those days, and I was working on all that. So my whole visual sense of music, you know, kind of uh, came into being as well at that time. And, you know, which is why I think one of the reasons why I think I started the Morrison Hotel Gallery is because I just love the visual side of music as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, and that's when I met The Capitol Records, it was fun for you. Oh, my God. It was, I had to pinch myself for 10 years. Well, it was, you know, I have to ask you. You know, you. Peter, i gotta, I got to cut in here because my career with Billy Squires starts at Capitol. That's where... Sure. I, I started before that. I want you to know, and I probably don't know this. I started doing promo for Duran Duran as a freelancer, and then 
Billy Squire came in, so capital in my life has a very big thing, you know. Oh yeah, somewhere. yeah. So, They're a great yeah, and that's that's what I was going to say to you about capital. Did you know Morty Wiggins? Morty Wiggins sounds familiar. He was the head what of A and R. When when in New York or in L A. Oh, he started. He was like one of the. He was the head of A and R and Capital Records for years. Okay. He's a family member, and um, it's so funny because. He found Linda Ronstadt, and he found Meatloaf used to do his babysitting. They used oh, well, that was back in the 60s. Yeah, Linda uh, came in with a Stone back. Pony. Yeah, he brought yeah, Linda in. He found her at the Stone Pony. And, sure. And uh, um, so I'm asking if you knew Morty because Morty was like, he was iconic over there at Capitol Records. Was, he a, was and, he a promotion? I think he was a promotion guy, too. Yeah, he was uh, the head of a and did all the promotions yeah, for Capitol. Yeah, that yeah. was before my time. I, I, I came in there in 77, so uh-huh. I don't know if he was there at that time, but I know Ronstadt and all that was back in the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. That was all going on. I mean, the sure. stories I hear from him about Capitol Records is crazy because now here we're talking about Capitol Records and you working there, and then, Spencer, you telling me you worked there. Well, and then I'll tell you, you telling me you worked with Brian Setzer. Brian's a friend of mine. Stories is when yeah. I first started it in merchandising when they promoted me in there, and I'm still a young guy. And my first uh-huh. job was to do this project with a guy named, um, uh, uh, oh God, what's the name? Freddie Jack, not Freddie Jackson, but um, uh, he was a country singer, and uh, he had a song called uh, "Farewell Party." His name was Gene Watson, and he had a song called "Farewell Party." And I remember. They wanted me to do a campaign on it, merchandising. I said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We'll do bumper stickers. We'll do thousands of bumper stickers. You're invited oh to a God. farewell party, and they're going to be in the back of the truck. You know, everybody's going to have for the truck, cars. So we did thousands yeah, of them. Yeah, farewell party stickers on their So I get a call from Freddie's manager in Nashville, and he says, hey, Peter, you the one who did that uh, campaign there on them bumper stickers? You're invited to a farewell party. I felt pretty good. He must like it. I said, yeah, I'm the guy. And he said, did you ever listen to the song? <laughs> I said, well, not really into country oh music God. that much. I didn't either. Well, it was, the song was about a friend of his who committed suicide. Oh, no. <laughs> You're invited to a farewell party. It was, I mean, I thought, uh-oh, that's it. I'm done. They're going to fire me, right? <laughs> Every time I got in the elevator at the Capitol Tower, people would go, they would look at me and die laughing. It was the funniest thing that anybody that ever ever heard of. It was just black humor. A perfect example of black humor. <laughs> Pretty good. That's great. That's yeah. I tell that story at all my shows, by the way, when I when I play. That's yeah. a great yeah, it's a great story. Yeah. Great yeah. show. Um, yeah. Spencer, you were saying something about Capitol Records and I interrupted you. What did you say? Oh no no! I started well. I started Doreen D'Agostino was A and R there. I, I mean, she was in publicity. She got me hooked up with Duran Duran. That's where I started doing promotion. And then after that, the you know I fell into Billy Squires' Don't Say No. That huge sure. album I ended up being interviewed on in MTV. But stroke me, the stroke, the part. stroke, Billy Squire, the stroke. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! You know, Peter. Stroke me, called, stroke me. Yeah. They called me up at twelve o'clock. Mitch Schoenbaum was the A and R guy. Sure, I knew Mitch. Okay, so Mitch. Did you know Ira Durfler? Did you did you know? Oh Ira? God, yeah. And so great guy. Mitch calls me up at Peter yeah. at twelve o'clock at night. Yeah, I camp great. it over there. I've got to listen to the cassette at, at like one in the morning, mm-hmm. and so I'm listening. But you know what? I heard that cassette. And I said, "This is a no-brainer. This album's going to go rocket out." You know, what I mean, you yeah. couldn't help but oh, hear the songs. Huge. Yeah, 
It was a perfect yeah. album. So, it was. And it ended up multi, and then they it ended did up really well. He and uh, myself. Yeah, Billy was one of the biggest acts in those at that time for Capitol. He was pretty big in those days. Yeah, exactly. We did a so, video for Bob Seger, Like a Rock, you know, the oh, Like a Rock. Oh, that's hot. Well, well, we we uh, were out in Paris, California, doing this this video, and and his band, and 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 we were doing these takes with this train going back and forth, and Bob's leaning against this Corvette, and he's singing like a rock, you know, and the trains, and so we go, okay, this is the real take. Here we go. We're going to do this, and this is like about two in the morning. It's freezing out there, and so uh, his manager, Punch Andrews, and the and the band, and all of us, we all decide, you know, let's get in the boxcar. And when they're actually doing a real take, the box car comes in front of uh, front of Bob, and we all moon him right outside. The <laughs> <laughs> Henry has photos of it, by the way. Really, Henry? Yep, has Henry was there shooting. Yeah, he's really? got photos I gotta of it. See the photos how did you meet? Henry how did you meet Henry Peter? How did you meet you and Henry? Well, I met Henry at Capitol Records when I first started there. Uh, one of the press guys, Stephen People, uh-huh. said, "Hey, have you met Henry Dilton?" So I said, "No." I said, "Oh, you know," and I knew that he had done. You know, he had done Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and the Doors, and the Eagles, and all uh-huh. those people. But I was most impressed with that he had done John Stewart. You know, and so Henry and wow. I was just when 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 I when I had to go to Wyoming and do that film up there, I needed a still photographer, and I just liked Henry. I said, Hey, man, do you want to go up there with us two weeks? You know, there's not a lot of money yet, but we're going to have a great time, and we certainly did. And that was our bonding moment for Henry and I. And, and, uh, oh, that's and from awesome. that point on, I said, you know, Henry, someday we've got to do something with all your photographs. We have to, you know, they're so great. We've got to find ways to, 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 to work with them, you know. And, and so that's what we did in the 90s. I, I produced a documentary called Under the Covers. And um, uh, that's a whole other story in itself. But we did a whole documentary on, with Henry and Gary Burden, who was his art director, and we went to all mm-hmm. the locations where all those famous album covers were shot. So we went to downtown L.A. for to do the um, you know Morrison Hotel. We went to uh, Palm Avenue to Crosby, Stills and Nash on the front porch. We went out to Paramount Ranch where the Eagles did uh, Desperado, Jimmy Webb. I mean, all the albums. We visited That's all so those awesome. places. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a great hey, hey, documentary. Wait, Peter, you know what's great? The story mm-hmm. that Henry told me about the, the, the shot of the Morrison Hotel front cover where he said that the owner Jim had Morrison. a lease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know that famous window, yeah. right, with the yeah. Morrison, which right. is the which is the Morrison hotel. But he told, what was the story, Peter? Is that the owner left? That they had. Well, a what happened is they, yeah. The, well, well, what happened the day before is that uh, um, uh, Ray Manzarek and his wife had driven by and said, "Wow, Morrison Hotel, I got to bring Jim by." So a couple of days <laughs> later, he brings Jim Morrison over and he looked at <laughs> a shabby, run-down, seedy hotel then. And and Morrison looked at it and went, it looks like a great place. How did place Jim to... look? How did huh? Jim look? How did Jim look? Was he sober? <laughs> well, as sober as he could be in those days. But he saw the old hotel and he went, it looks like a great place to start a religion or plan a murder. You know, that was <laughs> oh, Morrison wow. Said no caught. way. Yeah, and so really they all came said? back a couple of days. Yep, that's that's his exact uh, uh, phrase. And, and when they all came back a couple of days later... In uh, Densmore's bus, they got out. Henry went over. He went inside. The clerk was there. He said, hey, I got this band outside. I want to shoot <laughs> through the window. They want to bring them in. He says, oh, no, you can't do that. Right. The owner but, won't allow it. And then the guy, then Henry walks out to tell the band he can't do it. And he knows the guy got in the elevator and left. And he says, quick, everybody, run in. <laughs> and they all ran in there and took their places. And bang, 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 he got the shots off. And that was the Morrison. And now it's iconic. It's a 
great story. It's a great story. It is good. Oh yeah. Well, the the the, the Crosby, Stills, and Nash one is just. I mean, not just Henry. All these guys. They've got amazing stories. With you know yeah. how they got these shots and what happened. You know, it's all. I'm sure there's a million random. stories you could tell about the Morrison. You know what I forgot to say at the beginning of the show? That if anybody wanted to call in, we're on the air for a little bit longer. I hope you don't mind. I I extended the show a little bit, Peter. I don't know if you what your schedule's like. Oh, that's fine. But if anybody wants to call in, it's three four seven six seven seven one zero three six, and this show will be available afterwards on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio and also on iTunes. And the chat room is open. I totally spaced out at the beginning of that, at the beginning of the show, and didn't say that. If you'd like to go into the chat room, you do need to create an account, though. And I do see we do have quite a few people listening. So if you missed the beginning of the show, you can listen to it. It's in its entirety. On Red Velvet Media afterwards is a featured episode and also on demand on iTunes. And I want to say um, I have Spencer Drake with me, special guest today um, with me. We like to do shows. We mix it up really good with people. Um, and we he has also the Indie Cafe that we do once a month. But now we're doing a little more other shows. And we're so happy that you're here, Peter, because I know Spencer has a lot of history with being at the Morrison and also... Um, you're you're from up here, and uh, you know your music's great, and I uh, like what you're doing. And um, the Morrison is just a mystery to me. It's it's uh, it's like got its own little stories. And like I said, if the walls could talk, right? Oh I yeah. Mean, yeah. When Aaron, we had Aaron on, he would tell us stories about people that would just come in, and you know, he says, "Oh yeah, I saw so and so in here the other day. I saw, oh yeah." Um, Oh yeah, you know Neil Young was here the other day, and he was looking at oh, some yeah, pictures. And yeah. Blondie was, yeah. Debbie was yeah. here with Chris Stein, and this and that. And they would Back, tell me I think all these between around two thousand yeah. and three and two thousand and five. It was pretty much a daily occurrence because it was, you know, the celebs and the musicians and these people that were kind of discovering us, and and the word was out that uh, hey, there's this new cool you know, photography gallery in New York that mm-hmm. nobody's ever seen the likes of before. And so we were getting some really interesting, interesting people in there, you know, many, many times. I remember one cold, rainy February morning, I think around 2003, before Aaron started with us. And I used to be in there doing the sales in the early days, and I saw this figure. There was nobody around this, except this one figure outside looking in the window and he had this ski cap on, you know, and he looked like he was kind of cool. And I walk over, you know, and say, Who, who's that guy? And, oh, my God, it's Bruce Springsteen. And I said, wow. hey, Bruce, I said, come on in, you know, it's warm in here and there's some nice photos. He says, okay, you sold me, you know, and he walked in. And he was talking about, you know, he, he looked at his photographs that Henry had shot. At the time, that's all we had was Henry. And he yeah. said, oh, yeah, that was a No Nukes concert, and this was this, and this was that, and, he was telling all kinds of great stories, and I'm just going, man, does it get any better than this? Spending time alone in my gallery with Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> and and uh, I said, well, Bruce, I said I got to tell you something. Not that not that it makes any difference in your world, but my birthday is September 23rd. He goes, yeah. He says, so is mine. I said, I knew that. <laughs> he goes, and so is Ray Charles, and so is he named off all these people who were born on September 23rd. Wow, that's but, cool. Uh, Anyway, yeah, that, I mean, we, it was that time. It was like that. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a uh, Libra, Libra. Libra. Sort of... Oh, that's a cool. That's cool. That's my favorite. Balance. My partner Judith is a. Li- Hello, Judith. We got a Libra here. My yeah, partner's Judith. A... We miss Judith. you. 
Yeah, she's a Libra. Oh, great. Oh, and it's like, uh, oh, my God, everybody I'm tied in my life, really strong, like Joseph Arthur's a Libra. There's a lot of people in my yeah, life that are really. Yeah, that's great. I have a so what happened life. with you and Bruce, yeah. Peter? Yeah. yeah, Bruce? Well, Bruce came we'll back again. that. Yeah, well, anyway, he left that day. I mean, we had a lovely chat, and then he, he left, and then he came back a few years later uh, when we Aww. moved down the street with uh, with uh, his lovely wife and his son, and they came in again and actually sold a, a print for us, so it was great. Really? That's great. I still awesome. owe Bruce a commission for that. <laughs> That's really cool. You know, I want to ask you. Um, the best, though, what, the best was we had yeah, Sunday no. morning up in the loft, and um, yeah. we had Paul McCartney in the loft one day. Oh, wow. no. That was wow. the best. Yeah. That was heavy. For me, it was like. Tell me about that. Get... Well, um, we were doing a show, as we do in the loft from time to time, and mm-hmm. I'm standing up there, and Anthony Mason from CBS is there, and uh, he uh-huh. said, yeah, we're supposed to interview Paul McCartney next week, but we can't get the CBS sound stages to do it because they're booked or whatever. I said, well, do it here. I said, you can wow. you do it up in, my, in the loft. He said, yeah. okay, and he made a couple of phone calls. He says, okay, it's done. And so wow. next week, I, we're out there waiting, and this car pulls up, and Paul gets out of the car and comes up. He says, Hi, I'm, I'm Paul, as if we wouldn't know, you know. And, <laughs> Come on up, Paul, you know. So he comes up, they everything set up. And by the way, that day, Jim Marshall was uh, at the gallery. And, oh, uh, of wow. course, Jim says, well, you know, I want to I go see Paul, too, you know. So I said, okay. Well, Jim came up there, you know, and, 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 and Jim introduced himself again to Paul. You know, I'm Jim Marshall. You remember me? And Paul goes, oh, yes. <laughs> I remember you, because <laughs> you know Jim has a has a has a reputation as well, or had this this, this reputation. Oh yeah, but, uh, uh, one of the greatest photographers of all time, Jim Marshall. Hey, by the way, he's got a book out. Uh, Peter and uh, I told Holly or she knows. Yeah. Uh, there's a book out called Hate. H e a. Oh yeah, I know. I have a copy. I'm still trying to get that friggin' book. I told you, Holly, go get it. Go get it. I know. Yeah, no, it's a great book, and we've got some new. Yeah, Henry's coming up with new books too. It's down here. It's being printed. It's being distributed um, here in Marin County. That book. Yeah, it's it's your publishing company right there, Inside Edition. Yeah. Yeah. And we know know them well. uh, Yeah, and also uh, about Morrison, I want to bring up to people is they have a great selection of photo books, and we had our book there. We had our we had our book signing of five hundred forty-five, but the the photo books are. Great at Morrison. The yeah, big library. sale going on right now too on our books. Really? Yeah, get down to the galleries because we got big sale going on. Wow. Really cool. good books. Yeah, like sixty percent off. Some. Really? Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm going down there. Aaron, yeah. I'm coming. <laughs> Great. Well, you got. I mean, you've had like uh, Lynn Goldsmith, and uh, the names are. Yeah, I mean, are great photographers. Incredible people. I yeah. remember. I actually remember Neil Young. I met Neil Young was at. Was, he was. He was at Graham Nash's show. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, Gra- I, I, Graham was. Graham was thrilled that he was there. And then everybody, including uh, of, of the woman from that, uh, what was that radio station that was on for a while? It was. The, it was like Fox, but it was liberal. It was. Um, oh God, America. Um, it was a whole network, a radio network yeah. of talk shows. Anyway, she was there as well, and they were all out on the on the on the porch, or the, I should say, on the on the scaffolding in front of the of the gallery. And they were firing up doobies everywhere. Also, she's there. <laughs> and so, the next day, on her radio show, on her national radio show, I was at the Morrison Hotel Gallery last night with a Graham Nash show, and Neil Young was there. Oh my God, what a great show it was! And then I was out on the balcony smoking a big spliff with Graham Nash, and 
I'm just going, oh, great. This is wonderful. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is the kind of publicity oh, my God. We, we really need. You know? Yeah, but right, it was really great. That, right. I know. Yeah, Air America. That was it. She was a she was a. a oh, Air America. America. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. But day. you know, I, I want to bring up. I want to bring up also is that you have photographers that people may not um, know, like that one from uh, who did Melody, all the shots for Melody Maker. You know, that great. He's doing a book now, I think. You know. Oh, yeah. Barry Barry Wenzel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Barry, so there are, he was the yeah, like he was him. chief yeah. photographer for for Melody Maker in Unbelievable the show. early days. Yeah, he's good. He's really wonderful. But that's the thing that you bring in there that's uh, intriguing for people to know about. It's just not also these are there was a photographer I also saw a rock photographer from I don't know Singapore or something. It was some country. Yeah, Eddie right. Sung. Oh yeah, Eddie unbelievable. Eddie he Sung was right. never saw his work. It's outrageous. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yep. Yeah, we so have, that's uh, a whole trip about you. We have 120 photographers now that we represent. Wow, unbelievable! Yeah, Are you yeah. serious? That many yeah. now yeah. you have in your catalog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where so let me do a plug. Do, do, do you plug have a lot in Europe? My, let me do a plug for my album because you can you can yeah. get it at Peter Blatchley p e t e r b l a c h l e y dot com, and yep. that's where you can get it anyway. Okay. Yeah, and you can also get it um, on. It's it's available on other areas as well. Yeah, it's on iTunes. It's on yeah. Amazon.com. Yeah, you can get it there too. And you're on Facebook. And I'm on Facebook. I am, <laughs> <laughs> and so are you. <laughs> I am now. I am now. Right, that's great. After I pa- after I pass right. the. Uh, mm-hmm. The. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jumping through. Let's see. How many fire hoops did I have to jump right. through today? Mm-hmm. Um, good. I don't know. About 20. Yeah. But I think it was that good old call that I told you about that yeah, I yeah, that's fixed good. it. That'll fix so, it. So, you know. Oh, but, you know, the social media um, thing is really good. It's really important. And I know that your yeah. social media, um, you're on Facebook and you also yeah. have your website. And, I have a website um, and Facebook, yeah. Yep, and this blog thing on um, at virb.com is really cool because yep. that gives uh, your public relations director who's booking you, Tommy Merrill, yep. Tommy, your yep. project manager is Susan Brandt, yep. That's right. Um, all Dawn, the different people that are working PR on it. Don Camerling, yep. Yep, and uh, stories behind the um, stories behind each song. Yeah, I do. Um, I have a story behind each particular song, why I wrote it, what the meaning is. Yep. What the hidden meaning is to the song when you hear it, yeah, that sort of thing. Yep, and <laughs> you even have a couple little clips there. You have Soho Sunday Morning and Big Train, which oh, is funny yeah. because we're going to be ending our show with Soho Sunday Morning today. Oh, how wonderful! I love it. And that, that song you were talking about, as far as the mandolins, but I want to read real yeah. quick. It says here. Um, Soho Sunday morning. I spent a lot of time in New York, Soho area, because that's where I started my gallery. It's a great place for people watching. In one very early morning around 2, I noticed this young girl around 18 walking alone down Prince Street. Mm -hmm. Why don't you tell the story? Well, I I did. I noticed it was a rainy night, and I noticed the woman going down. uh, She was about 18, and she had that walk when one of the heels breaks on your high heels, so she was really Mm -hmm. in, in dire straits, and she was trying to get a cab, and the cabs weren't stopping, and she looked, you know, just like she'd had a rough night, and she was ready to go home. And and finally, you know, she did finally get a cab, and and so off she went into the night. And 
so you know, I have a daughter who uh, was in Soho and and uh, living in that area around the same age, and so I kind of wrote the song from the point of view of a father to a daughter, and um, yeah, yeah, That's it all came touching. out that one night, which is great. So I called it Soho Sunday Morning. That's awesome. Um, that's a really that's a really cool story, um, and we're going to end our show with that. And again, I want to say, if you missed the beginning of the show, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards. And go check, um, Peter. When are you? You're going to be at the Bluebird Cafe if you're in Nashville. Bluebird Cafe or planning on going to Nashville Sunday. this weekend. This coming Sunday, yeah. yeah at, uh, at I think I go on at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Is it seven, Susan, or six? We go on six o'clock. Sorry, six o'clock. But better okay. line up early because that place is packed. It gets it. The room just packs every every single night. So, um, anyway, uh, just uh, call and and it's first come first serve. So get there early. But it's at uh, six o'clock at uh, the Bluebird Cafe in Nashville. Awesome. And you're going to be making some California appearances. And where will you be um, posting that? Well, uh, on my website, PeterBrachley.com. Awesome. Yep. That'll be okay. Fun. Well, I want to thank you for being here today. And, Spencer, um, I want to thank you for being here today. And uh, we're going to end our show with uh, Soho Sunday Morning. And um, I would like to um, ask you, Peter, what you would like to tell everyone before we end our show today. Um, Make it a more peaceful world. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that, everybody, um, that's, that's your job, everybody. <laughs> Big job. I know. Girl. Yep. I and, know. Uh, Thank you, yeah, Spence, yeah. for listening. Oh, yeah, and here. you know what? I want to also say peace and love to everybody, and music puts people together. That's one thing I want to say. Which I want to say, <laughs> you don't even do you know what say? I want to say. Holly. I want to say, it's so good to be in the world, and, um, you know, just try to, like, as Peter had and, and Spence had suggested, you know, try to find that peaceful place and, and try to promote peace as much as you can. And and not only just peace, also um, unconditional love is really important as well. Right. And your story about your son really touched me deeply, Peter, um, because I can tell that you care very much about your family. And um, I know that that's a huge part of you, and I I applaud you for that. And I think that's so brave of you to have found each other and and, and now working together, and I I think that's amazing. And thank you so much for sharing that personal story with all our listeners today. Okay. Cool. So thank you, guys. And um, we're going to end the show with Soho Sunday Morning. And everyone stay on. And um, this Friday's show has been rescheduled. Um, uh, we were going to have and we're going to be having him on next week is Ed Donovan, um, who was one of the original cops that was part of the Onion Fields and also created um, Stress Cops um, for, wrote a book called Stress Cops and has been with the Boston Police Department and the FBI for a long time. And he will be on the show next week because he is um, uh, doing some uh, private work right now and he'll be on next week and we're going to be talking about what's going on in the world. I think it's a little controversial, but we're going to talk about it, how we can fix things, right? There you go. Right, exactly. So everyone have a great week, what's left of it, 
And um, Peter, again, thank you so much. Be blessed. And um, Spencer, thank you. I'll be talking to you in a little bit. And um, thank you guys so much for listening to Red Velvet Media. Take care, Peter. And we're going to be ending. Here you guys go. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Okay. And we're going to play So It's Sunday Morning. You've been listening to Red Velvet Media with Holly Steffi. Thanks for listening. And tune in again next time.
She would return to New 